Hey everybody, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life, and welcome back to the Leg Lengthening Podcast. Today we have a very special guest for you guys. Uh, he is a candidate who actually got the leg lengthening surgery done uh, back in 2015, and he is here to share his story with you. Um, his name is Dr. Quay Corte. He is a medical doctor, but he is also, over the past decade, an established author of crime fiction. So let's all welcome Dr. Quay Corte. Hey, Quay, how's it going? Very well. Thanks, Victor. Yes, definitely, man. Hey, I really appreciate you jumping on the show. I know you got a busy day, but hey, so I want to go ahead and jump right into it. So you, you, you underwent the leg lengthening surgery back in 2015. Um, I want to go back a little bit before that and just ask, uh, when, when did you kind of first hear about the limb lengthening procedure? How did you come, ac- come across it? Um, you, you know, it's very interesting. I didn't, I didn't even have an idea that there was such a thing. Um, and nobody ever said anything to me. I think I just one day was just <laughs> thinking about my shortness. And then <laughs> it just popped into my head. I, I, I thought to myself, hey, you know, I wonder if there's some kind of surgery that you can get for that. Mm. And, you know, so I Googled it and there it was. I was I was flabbergasted I, I, because, you know, I, I sort of didn't really expect I'd find anything, you know, significant. Yeah. But there it was, you know, an established um, surgery. And <laughs> then I just had to, you know, then I looked for who did it in my area. I think mm-hmm. on that, whatever site I got to, it said find out, you know, if there's a in your area who does it and so mm-hmm. um when i did i i got the, i did the search and i found uh dr mabubian here in um let's see well it's outside of of la but you know within the city within la county wow and uh, yeah <laughs> awesome man so google does it again i've been talking to a few different guests and uh <laughs> for a few of them google has been the reason that they fell into the, the leg lengthening podcast. I mean, the uh, leg lengthening surgery. So that is amazing. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Very cool. So uh, Dr. Mabubian, that's one of, he's, he's an, uh, an extremely established um, surgeon. Yeah. Leg lengthening yeah. surgery. So yeah. Um, I mean, he's been doing it a while now. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So why, why were you interested in this limb lengthening surgery to get taller? What kind of drew your interest and intrigue in it? Well, you know, I think, one of the main things is that, um, you know, as an author, whenever I make a, you know, a public appearance, either for a reading or a signing, mm-hmm. it always struck me how, you know, whenever somebody took a, a photo of maybe me and some other authors and so on, I was the shorty. Mm-hmm. And I and I think, I think looking at it, you know, at it in the photo, mm-hmm had a bigger effect on me than just sort of knowing I was short. Right. And, and one of the, and one, and one of the reasons why I, I wanted to do that is that, you know, with my multiple appearances, it, in my mind, it was better to be a little taller. And then, you know, plus I'd always wanted to be taller, you know, Mm -hmm. so it was kind of a two pronged, thing that went got in my mind just the looking at myself in photos and thinking damn I'm short so <laughs> so how how tall were you before you had the procedure done if you uh know. I was five three and okay. so I went I went with the precise nail and 
the idea was to go um, all the way uh, three inches, but I did have to stop uh, short of that. And maybe we can talk about that in a, in a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, so you, you, like you said, you were five, three and you gained, you know, a little over two inches, closer to three inches. And mm -hmm. uh, do you feel that the surgery in a nutshell was successful in your mind? Yes, uh, except for the last minute um, complications that I, mm -hmm. I developed. But mm -hmm. yeah, it was, I mean, it was quite, quite astonishing. I remember, <laughs> I remember the one day I was standing, uh, not not long after I'd had the surgery, I was standing at the, the kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I realized, wow, I have a different view of the, <laughs> of the sitting room. The sitting room is right next door. And I said, hey, I, I have a different view of the sitting room. <laughs> and I suddenly realized, wow, I've really, I've, I've really grown. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. <laughs> I love that. It was, yeah. it was stunning. Yeah, stunning. It was. It's. It was really amazing. And then, and the the other thing was that, um, you know, people who had been sh as short or um, shorter, no, as short or a little bit taller than me, you know, either came. I now came to either their their level or just a little above, mm -hmm. and it just made such an amazing difference. You mm -hmm. know, it just changed my perspective completely wow that, that's amazing i love hearing things like that um, <laughs> so when you were thinking of making the decision to you found you researched the surgery you found out what it can do um mm -hmm. obviously you probably looked into you know reviews about it and what people thought about it and stuff like that yeah. um yeah. when you first read about this surgery what popped into your head what was the first thought the very first thought that yeah. i can remember is the voice saying i'm gonna do it i like it <laughs> I love it. I, it didn't, it did. I didn't agonize over it or think over it or anything. It just, I just said, I'm doing this. Yeah. And that was it. And I, you know, I just made the determination right there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I started, you know, working towards it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Very cool. So yeah, that, that split second decision that kind of like reflex, uh, thought was like, I need to do this and I need to fix this. And that's kind of, believe it or not, the same reaction I had when yeah. I found out about it, when I had the height imbalance, I was like, this is a solution to the problem I've had for yeah. years. So, okay. Uh, so Quay, what is your, what's your thought on like, what's a good height in general in your mind? Um, I would, I would like to be um, five, uh, five, nine to five, 10 okay. uh, is what is the, the kind of height I'd really like. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if once, you, I mean, if I was able to get to six, feet i think that would be it would be too much of a disruption you know i mm -hmm. almost have to <laughs> learn to walk again <laughs> so yeah um i mean as it stands right now i could you know i could probably get another two inches and five eight would be five eight would be great actually mm -hmm. um i would still i'd still be shorter than my younger brother oh he's like five ten five eleven <laughs> wow that's crazy. What, whatever whatever uh, tall jeans we had in our family he got them yeah definitely he took them all <laughs> yep he took them all i'm telling you man uh. um okay so you say you so like that five eight mark and that puts you right around average height um you know give yes. or take. and honestly yes. that nobody would kind of like bat an eye at that and that's it seems like it would make you kind of pretty content there now you got your surgery done on the femurs or the tibias i didn't actually ask that uh femur Femur. Okay. Gotcha. And, um, obviously you know that you can get it done on both the femur and the tibia. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. 
if if you were to do it again, you would do the tibias, correct? Yes, I would. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Now, have you thought about potentially doing another run? Uh, yeah, lots of times actually. Have believe you? it or not. Okay. I think it's like kind of like you know how when um women are giving birth mm -hmm. and they're screaming at you never again and <laughs> calling you all sorts of names and right. you know after ask them like 72 hours later would you go through that again and they say yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's always the end. it's like oh oh yeah when he was, was screaming and calling me names it was uh, never again, right? Right. Huh. <laughs> so you know, when I think back of like the in the the pain that I had, you know, it's like I don't know. It doesn't seem <laughs> in memory. It doesn't seem to be that bad, right? But, right. You know, at the time that you're having, it's like, oh crap. Of course, yeah. <laughs> that's I love that you brought that up because that's actually something I want to touch on real quick because a lot of people in the forum and stuff they actually ask about the process, but for us who've had it done. It's almost like we blacked that out of our memory, you know, like the pain. You are absolutely right. Yeah, You're absolutely right. I mean, I kind of remember, but to, I mean, I have really just suppressed it <laughs> quite, <laughs> quite strongly. Yeah, right. I it's really deep down it. a dark yeah. hole somewhere. Yep, yep. I pushed it all the way down. <laughs> I love that. That's that's yeah. exactly how it is. Um, okay, very cool. So chopping along here. Um, so before you had the surgery done. Um, did you did you ever wear any shoe lifts or anything like taller boots or anything to kind of like get that extra makeshift height boost? Uh, you know, not really. The 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 heel lifts and stuff they never really um, did did much for me, and I always found that my heel <laughs> was coming out. You know, the ba the back of the shoe, mm -hmm. and plus, uh, I don't know, it didn't seem to make a hell of a lot of difference. Right now, I do I do wear. Um, thicker insoles in all of my shoes and all and, and also in my tennies as well mm -hmm. but that's because you know i have a problem with uh, flat feet so i have to have uh, special insoles and they're pretty thick so you know with um if you put them in tennies yeah it gives you it gives you about another inch or so mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah so so yeah i um but not as uh, deliberately to to make me tall i sort of gave that up Gotcha. Yeah. Cause again, what, how much of an insult can you put in a shoe versus, you know, being uncomfortable all day, you know? Yes. I mean, you know, beyond a certain point, you're not going to be able to walk. You're going to be able to walk. You're going to be on heels pretty much walking like a woman. You know? so, and everybody's going to be looking and at you funny. And people are going to ask you, what's wrong with you? Right. Exactly. When you were, like you said, at a book signing or something like that, and a lot of people were coming up and taking pictures with the author yourself and, before you said you said that basically you could just look at the picture and you could just know that I don't really like that look. I, I would like to be taller. But yeah. how did you think? What did you think that people around you who were taking the picture with, uh, th that were taking the picture with you, did you think that they were thinking anything of your height? Like, hey, this author is, you know, way shorter than me. Or you know, if a kid was there, like they would think like, oh, he's about my same height. What What was your thought process in terms of how others perceived you? I, you know, I always, I always think people are thinking that, but you know, mm -hmm. the funny thing is they're probably not. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I always, I always thought it back then, and uh, and I, st I still do. I, mm -hmm. I still do. I, I, it's, I mean, you know, it's probably not mentally very healthy, but I still do it. I don't think it's one of these things where no matter how tall I get, I'll still think be thinking of that. Mm -hmm. But, but because I think that if I 
if I got an extra two inches and went to five eight, mm-hmm. I'll probably be the happiest man, and I will stop mm-hmm. thinking people mm-hmm. people are saying I'm short because that's gonna bring you know we don't live we don't live in uh, Holland or the Netherlands where where the tallest people in the world are right you know a man there is I think what average six, six one two, six, two. six two right yeah yeah six two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the States, it's sort of all over the place. But the thing is, if you're five, eight, yeah, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty good. You're pretty mm-hmm. good. Yep. You know, for most people in the States. Right. Uh, Netherlands, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're like, who are you? Whose child is this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it. it's really funny. Just a, a, a quick aside. I, I went to a, a nightclub once in um, Stockholm, mm-hmm. Sweden, and, and they're pretty tall, too. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I found that. God damn it! I can't see anything because <laughs> everybody in front of me was tall. I couldn't see where the bar was because everybody was tall. I couldn't. <laughs> wow, that's insane! Yep. Wow, yep. and that that's... was that was pre-surgery. Yeah, you see that that that's actually something that I love that you brought that up because a lot of guys on the forum and stuff they're asking about like you know how can this leg lengthening surgery affect their dating life and obviously you know to start looking for the you know, somebody that you might settle down with or something like that. A lot of guys hit the mm-hmm. club or something like that. And mm-hmm. going to a club, and like you said, in the States, it's not as the height, you know, um, uh, expect- expectancy isn't as high as it is over there. Yes. But right. uh, like, for example, it's still probably going to be ho- higher than a lot of people um, who want to get this done um, a lot taller yes. than they are. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So absolutely. very cool. I love that you brought that up. Um, so do you think that now that you have the surgery done, does it have um, – has the surgery impacted your 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 relationships that you have currently or your future relationships or do you think that you know you're a pretty mentally strong person and you don't think that it should have an effect on that i i would i would say um the 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 effect that it had on me was um all internal you know it's it was a a satisfaction that i had Mm -hmm. you know that i had gone through this and like two and a half inches mm-hmm. um and it it i don't think it it really um affected you know my approach to uh, dating life i'm single uh, approach mm-hmm. to uh, dating life or anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. but i think within me i felt a little bit more confident definitely okay gotcha um but you see that was that was sort of across the board too you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it it was one of those areas definitely that i would think um you know, it, it did have something of an effect. Yeah. Gotcha. I love that. Cause, and, and from my own personal experience, I think that when I got it done and I got that, you know, hype boost from, you know, getting that balance, it definitely brought that level of confidence up. Whereas now guys are asking, Hey, Victor, you only got, you're only about five, nine now. Um, would you want to get it done to get taller? And I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I'm in natural, I'm doing natural bodybuilding where, you know, um, you know, I train with, you know, heavyweights and stuff. And not that I can't make a comeback, but to get a surgery done now, it just wouldn't be ideal. But I wouldn't mind being taller. And once I retire from bodybuilding, I may go ahead and uh, get it mm-hmm. done again. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I've been saying it a lot of times. There's that level of contentment where you get yeah, definitely. where you can say, hey, look, I'm content with this. And anything yeah. that somebody might say, like a height joke or something, it's not going to affect me at this level yeah, or at exactly. this height anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. Okay. So, uh, Quite. Uh, are you involved in any athletics, or do you do any sports, or anything like that? 
Um, the two the two things I do is uh, I work out regularly at the gym, and then um, I also like uh, horseback riding. And this nice. that that definitely um, gave me an advantage because um, uh, mounting, getting into the saddle, if I don't have uh, like uh, what they call a mounting block that is, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a raised thing so you can get on easily. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely made it, uh, made it, uh, easier for me. So in that regard, yeah, definitely I saw an advantage, um, with, with weightlifting, uh, with the gym, my squats, um, are, are different. I, I can't go as low as I used to be able to, but that doesn't stop me from, you know, getting a, a good, a good workout. I just can't do the, you know, the ass to grass thing. Right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, and that, those, and I also swim. Uh, I wouldn't say I've noticed anything with swimming, really. Um, yeah, some. So those are the main, the main things that I do. Yeah. Gotcha. Very cool. I like that horseback riding. So, but now I do want to touch base on that thing you said about. The squats going lower because got a lot of guys in the forum, the leg lifting forum, they they are very athletic and they're they're you know training at the gym just like you, um, mm-hmm. but they're concerned about you know range of motion and will they be able to get back to uh, their previous level of fitness? Why do you feel that it's harder to go lower in your squats right now? Um, I just think it's the it's it's the ratio of you know the length of the the upper leg to the lower leg. Okay. Um, so that you know the balance, your balance point is um, is thrown back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But but here's but here's the deal, you can, I can still um, go as low as I ever used to do, mm-hmm. but maybe not at that not at that particular rate. Gotcha. Weight. gotcha. So for example, if let, let let's say I have. Uh, let's say this is just for an example. Let's say I have a two two plates of forty five uh, pounds on mm-hmm. each side, mm-hmm. so I can squat with it, but maybe not as low as I I could uh, when you know before the surgery. Right. Now, if I take off one plate mm-hmm. both sides, then I can go as low as um, I would have with the two plates. So I don't I don't know if you are like a, a premium athlete and doing you know at olympic level or something like that you know it might be an, a very important change but for me you know regular mm-hmm. <laughs> regular joe um <laughs> it, it i would i would never if anybody had said to me it's like oh well you know you're not going to be able to squat as low in fact actually i read that really i, I was like ah, i don't care <laughs> <laughs> That was something you were willing to give up for the height. It's like, so I can't squat as the grass. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow. But I can imagine that. I mean, if you, if you do Olympic sprints, or 100 meters or something like that, uh, I don't know about going for that surgery because you will have a different anatomy and it, it, it may affect in other words, if you are a, a high performance athlete, yeah, mm-hmm. then I, I would think really carefully about it i like i like that you really brought that up because a lot of guys have a quite a lot of questions about that and um i definitely agree i think that 
although your biomechanics do change, you can you can definitely get back a lot of range of motion and stuff like that. You're, it's just going to change, and you have to adapt to that change. And um, for me, I, I gained two you know ten, two inches on an imbalanced leg. Um, but do do I think that somebody who gets taller and stuff like that? I think so too. It just takes time. You got to work through it, and um, the biomechanics. It's going to be an adapt uh, an adjustment period. And yeah, that's it's just it it's just it's really just an adjustment. But mm -hmm. you know, if you said to me that I never if you ask me if I ever got back to what I had been before, I'd say, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, no, it's, it's nothing that where you would just lose unless, like I say, you are at pro level. It's nothing that you can't get back, um, deal with, or get yeah. used to. And, you know, nowadays there are just so many different ways of doing different exercises. Exactly. I mean, you could do a free squat, but you could also you could also do you know seated presses mm -hmm. um, or hack squats mm -hmm. or there are just so many different ways of doing things now that you don't really need to to lose out on you know get getting your strength back at all. Right, I love that you brought that up. Thank you so much. That was great. Um, yeah, cool, cool. All right, so Quay, I want to switch a little bit of gears here, and I want to address the monster in the room that everybody brings up, and it's the biggest barrier that prevents a lot of people from getting this done. And that is the cost of this, yeah. thing, the surgery mm. it from guys who are saying that it's outrageous to some guys saying that they feel that the doctors could knock it down a bit to some people saying that, Hey, I've been saving up to get it done. Do you personally feel that it is fair and reasonable? Or do you feel that this thing is outrageous and it's, you know, it's out of control? How the way I, uh, the way I think about it and, you know, kind of putting on my, my doctor's hat, mm -hmm. um, I think in general, um, orthopedic surgery is often overpriced, uh, mm -hmm. especially in, you know, a, a huge city like like ours. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think and, and what and if you if you look at the prices for surgery, even general surgery, and you compare from state to state state, mm -hmm. the variability is huge. Mm -hmm. And the reason, and the reason for that is there's there's absolutely probably no controls whatsoever, right? Except the market, of course, right? So, in this in this way, I feel that, you know, the orthos are charging what the the market will bear, and mm -hmm. I think that the market has in inflated it. Yeah. So I I don't and I don't even know if it's still seventy thousand. Is it more than that now? Yeah, it's more. <laughs> it's more than that for some some surgeons. I'm not going to uh, drop names, but yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's a nice, you know, big money maker. But it's not only the orthos; it's the uh, the hospitals love you know to make money off surgeries, mm -hmm. and then the anesthesiologists they want their cut too. Mm -hmm. So I I think that it's uh, probably. To my mind, it is um, inflated, to my yeah. mind. Gotcha. Yeah. I like that you brought that up, especially, you know, somebody like yourself who's a physician and mm -hmm. uh, understands the market from both sides, from yeah. being somebody yeah. who is a patient and somebody who, yeah. you know, trained yeah. under, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, always remember that the, the, medic, the medical practices that bring the most money are those that um, involve procedures. Mm -hmm. So... You know, if you're an internist who just <laughs> writes prescriptions, and, 
and you know sees patients for diabetes and high blood pressure and stuff and doesn't do any surgery mm-hmm. they're they're generally the the lower pay paid but mm-hmm. you know up there for general surgery newer surgery ortho surgery i mean these guys they're the ones that drive around in the fancy sports cars you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. they really rake it in and and that's because you know you can charge a lot of money for procedures yeah they really are yeah, they're the specialists. They, they, you know, yep. they, the training, and uh, you know, they're the the few and few and uh, who know this this uh, procedure. So, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yep. Very yep. cool. <laughs> okay, uh, so Quay, what would you say to the listeners who, like you, uh, just wanted to be taller, but um, you know, they really haven't made any type of commitment yet. They 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 know they want to get taller, but they are seeing this scary surgery as the method to do that to get taller but they just they what what would what would you say is a good strategy to i guess ease their concerns but at the same time help them make a decision to whether hey yeah i definitely this is something i want to do or maybe i should think about you know possibly other methods of you know mm-hmm. you yeah. know so yeah um I, I, what I'll say is that uh, actually, let me just uh, make a, a funny aside observation. <laughs> one of my friends, one of my one of my friends, when he heard I was going to get the surgery, he said, "Oh, why didn't you just stand on your on all your 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 novels that you've written and then?" <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. No, what I would say is is number one. Yeah. Because it's so expensive, please be sure that um, this is not going to, uh, you know, upset your financial life significantly. Mm-hmm. I was lucky. I, I, refied, I refinanced my house mm-hmm. and I got out, you know, I, I got cash out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was and it was, you know, exactly the amount that I needed. Mm-hmm. So I never really I never really felt it. But right. I can imagine there are people that will feel it. Yeah, and um, if especially if you are, if you have family commitments like kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. obviously you have to to weigh that. Right. Um, but now, assuming that that's that's squared away, mm-hmm. you have to really uh, want it because what's going to happen is when you wake up from the surgery yeah. and you have that amount of of pain oh yeah and you and you're wondering you know why did i do this yeah it 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 puts you in the frame of mind that of of not healing quickly Mm -hmm. you need to wake up and say you know saying yay i've done it and Mm -hmm. uh i know it hurts but this is what i've always wanted to do so in other words just have the the convictions in your mind, you know, yeah. that this is what is something that I really, really want. And then also be aware of some of the, um, you know, the, the complications, uh, of course, the pain is all that infection, things like mm-hmm. that. But, um, you know, it, that's, those are, those are rare, you know, mm-hmm. maybe 1%, 2% or so, something like that. Right. Um, and then, you know, just have it in your mind that this is this is what I really want to do and make sure that you have the real conviction in, inside of you. And then I, I would say I would say go for it, you know. Right. 
Right. Yeah. I, 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 you, you made some really great points there and I, I kind of follow suit with that because of the fact that for one finance has got to be on point. I've told people this a thousand times is that until I don't know the market further commoditizes it to where there's, you know, more demand and more surgeons mm-hmm. come out and do it. And then the price point has to drop or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, until that point happens, then you got to make sure your money's right because this, this can really put a hurting on you. Um, mm-hmm. And then I love that you said that because when you go in for this, when you like typically, let's say you were like I did rollerblading and you break your leg, your body naturally puts you into shock and your body knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go in for a surgery and you just get anesthesia and you wake up with broken legs, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a different type of shock. You know, your body's going to wake up. And I remember it was like an inferno of pain. Um, even though I was on morphine and whatever, it was like yeah. an inferno of pain because yeah. it was so shocking. You went in perfectly fine, no pain, feeling good the day before eating yogurt, yeah. you know, to mm-hmm. waking up feeling like you were, your, your leg was dropped into hell. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So, so that is something I got to stress to people that if you, your pain tolerance and your willingness to not handle and tolerate pain for, you know, the next few months is not going to be sufficient enough, then I wouldn't recommend doing this or at least go through some sort of therapy or, you know, stuff to prep prep yourself for that. So if, if pain causes you like emotional distress, Mm -hmm. then, um, then you have to think about it because like, for example, when, (laughs) you know, waking up, I woke up with this unbelievable pain. And Mm -hmm. then I heard, then the PT (laughs) woman (laughs) came in and she said, okay, you're going to get up. And I was thinking to myself, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) That is the same. You know, yes, yes. On the first day post-op, Yep. And, you know, I, I couldn't, I sort of, when I sat down for the first time at the edge of the bed, and then, you know, she taught me how to, to stand and everything. Um, it, it was, you see, I could have, I could have said, oh, hell, I'm not going to do this, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But you have to wait. When you wake up, you have to say, okay, I've done this. So now I got to complete the job. Right. You don't start something and don't finish it 100%. you got to go through this and so you know i had the pain but i i kind of dissociated myself from it emotionally in other mm-hmm. words this this pain is not me mm-hmm. this pain is another you know being mm-hmm. it is you know it, it's it's another phenomenon it's not part of me mm-hmm. and i i walked and, and the first time i walked uh, i went the the pt woman was like she said, wow, that's the farthest I've ever taken anybody on the first walk because I went uh, all around the ward. Wow. Past the nursing station and then back to my room. And she was like flabbergasted. Wow. I, w- I was sweating bullets, but I did it. And uh, she was just she was just amazed. And so that's what you have to do. You know, you you have to dissociate yourself a little bit from the pain. Mm-hmm. I only had one episode that I really <laughs> and then that was when i was at home um i i didn't have any help it was in the evening and i had to get something and that meant getting out of bed and hobbling (laughs) hobbling on my walker and it's like as as i got into the middle of the 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 sitting room i just suddenly burst into tears (laughs) (laughs) oh man because i was but you see it wasn't the, the pain that was 
that was making me <laughs> cry. It was yeah. just the fact that um, I said, I just think, I just felt so kind of helpless and the, so annoyed also that I had to go back and get this thing. You know, when you just, when you, when you hear normal self and you get up, you know, like say you're, you're sitting down somewhere, you go to the bedroom to fetch something. Right. When you've had this surgery, you realize, my God, what a chore this is to get up mm-hmm. out of bed now and go to another room, bring it back. It, it's unbearable, it was, it was right? Some, it was something else, man. It was something wow. else. <laughs> I love that you brought that up too, because a lot of people, um, you know, who are trapped, because a lot of people realize that this surgery is being performed by surgeons all over the world. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, some surgeons do have uh, an easier price um, yeah. for this, the procedure. So mm-hmm. people are traveling to get, you know, to get this done elsewhere. And, a lot of them are going to be, uh, you know, renting apartments or yeah. whatever for the months to get this done. Yeah. Right. And a lot of them are going to be by themselves. And I like that you brought that up being by yourself, because when I had it done, believe it or not, I had just graduated from college and I decided to move back with my parents for a little while. And I had mm-hmm. some assistance and my sister was at home at the time. So I did have some assistance and I used all of it, believe me, because <laughs> uh, I didn't want to move. But um, you you did a lot of this on your own, correct? I did a lot of it on my own. What I what I did was I had um, I had a private service come in for mm-hmm. I think it was two hours in the morning, okay, and two in the evening, basically to uh, make my breakfast, um, serve me if you know, like if I was in in bed, like the first few days. To mm-hmm. serve me, um, do things like um, I mean, there are all sorts of things you don't think of. Like, for example, <laughs> at night there's there's no possibility of your getting up to go to the bathroom to pee. Mm-hmm. That's just out of the question. It's so not you, happening. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening. So you you need to have uh, at least one, and I recommend two. Two urinals. Um, urinals. Yes. Um, I had two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you switch, um, like in the middle of the night, you suddenly you suddenly find, oh shit, it's it's you know it's uh <laughs> it's full already, right? You know? I was like, what am I gonna do now? So yeah, I had two, so mm-hmm. things like that. He would empty my, oh yummy, he'd empty my <laughs> urinal, <laughs> he'd empty my urinal, you know, stuff like that, make up my bed, um, serve breakfast, cook breakfast, and serve breakfast, but then um. In between, and he'd do the same thing at dinner, but in between uh, breakfast and dinner, mm-hmm. um, I was on my own. So, you know, have to make use of, you know, reachers that can mm-hmm. grab things for you, um, you know, st- stuff to help you put your socks on. Um, you'd be amazed how difficult it was oh, to put gosh. socks on and shoes and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, for most of the day, I was by myself. And then the the care that I was getting... From I think I continued it like maybe just um, two, two, uh, three weeks I think it was. And then oh, the other thing he did was also drive me to for my doctor's appointments. Oh wow, that um, helps. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, after three weeks, um, I I dropped the service and was basically doing everything uh, for my myself um, after that. But yeah, I, I mean, it would have been really nice to to have somebody with me. And I think that's why <laughs> I burst into tears that day. I was just thinking, 
isn't there anybody who can help me? <laughs> it's like, somebody help. <laughs> yeah, somebody help. Gotta be but, help. you know, I did have also two friends yeah. who um, used to come by um, after work and, you know, just help me out with anything that, that needed uh, doing. So, and, you know, give me some moral support as well. So, of yeah, if, if you can have somebody who can help you out, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, father, aunt, uncle. Right. Um, it, it. it does really, it really, it really does um, bring up your, your spirits. Because you can get very lonesome, mm-hmm. um, you know, if there's, if there's nobody, nobody there. So <laughs> I can yep. attest to that. Yeah. Right. Definitely. That, that That's awesome that you said that. And I, I also like the point that you said that three weeks. And I, I, a lot of people have asked me, like, what's kind of the stages of pain versus, you know, mobility versus really starting to feel like you're getting used to this, um, you know, uh, procedure. And I always mm-hmm. say that the first two weeks are going to be hell. Like you're not yeah. even going to feel your, yourself. You're going to feel like you got yeah. hit by a Mack truck and then yeah. some, and you know, but then after like the second week going on the third week, it's just like, all right, you know, you start to feel like yourself, your body has now adjusted to what's happening. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we just, somebody just, you voluntarily broke your legs and your yeah. body, body's screaming at you. But then you really start to kind of like make do with what you've got. And you're, you're a little bit more mobile. Um, obviously, you know, the, the swelling has subsided somewhat. Um, yeah. Therapy, you're, you're doing that. So you're regaining some mobility. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of these things are happening now that the first two to three weeks pass. And I, I think that that's a great time frame that you brought that up. And I always say two, two weeks as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say so. After two weeks, I noticed that the edge had come off a mm-hmm. little bit. And then um, one one of the things that really thrilled me was I don't remember how after how many weeks it was, but you know I had been sleeping on my back because that was the only comfortable yes. way. But um, you know there was one night that I discovered I could roll over and sleep at oh least a, a couple hours on my stomach. I'm a stomach sleeper, so right I badly wanted to do that and you know the night that i was able to do that i said wow that's that's really a good sign <laughs> right <laughs> really a great sign yeah. i remember the same time when i was able because i only had one leg done to fix my height but i remember i could finally lay on my side i'm a sli- side sleeper and I, okay. I had to put a um a pillow between my legs and i was like oh my god yes. i could you know i felt like i slept for the first time in years <laughs> yes you yes know? because because during that first two weeks you do you do you you will wake wake up uh, quite fr- uh, frequently mm-hmm. quite frequently oh yes and um you know you you might have to take uh, a pain pill to yep. just to knock down some of the the pain so you can get back to sleep yeah right yep that happened a lot very cool mm-hmm. awesome awesome quick well i just uh i just want to go ahead and um kind of get back to the psychological aspect of this thing here and you know back before you had this done or just in general when people are out there who you know you may be thinking about the surgery or there might be somebody out there who's thinking about the surgery and they know it can make them taller but then you have those people who say why do you want to gain two inches what is that going to do for you that's not important you're not getting taller you know unless you're going to be five inches taller it's not going to make any difference what would your response be to these people or what uh, yeah what, what would you say to these people uh Quay? Well, for for me, the difference is actually in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're outside observers, and um, they might be surprised how much uh, two inches can do. Yeah, I know that the number two is a, a small one, but you, the funny thing about height is that I don't know. I've always called it kind of a magnification effect. If you when you 
when you're two inches taller, you look more than two inches yes. taller. Yes, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's the funny. It's true. I mean, and it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you know, as in as much as you can get as many inches as possible, um, that's that's what I would that's what I would go for. And, right. Um, you know, I have no I have no interest in whether other people think it's important enough the only thing that's important is what's important to you Mm, and uh, not not to every uh, everyone else so you know you do you do you Mm -hmm. you know what you want and you know people might try to put impediments or obstacles in your way but but then they they really don't have the the right to do that um you know so that that's that's what i i would say you do you that's yeah. awesome. Very, very great mm-hmm. statement. And yeah. I, everybody, I hope you guys are listening because that is one of the most powerful, the, the best statements you can hear because um, a ton of times people may say, oh, you've got taller. And he's right. When you get two inches, I got near two inches and people were saying, whoa, you've gotten bigger. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. I've naturally yeah. about the same size as I was before, but I'm a little taller and yeah. height just changes things. And in my mind, it feels like I'm like, you know, a half foot taller, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it really does affect your confidence level, your self-esteem, yeah, absolutely. you know, your whole absolutely. outlook on everything you do. It really does. It yeah. really does. Right. It, it, I mean, it may seem trivial, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it's not really. Um, because, because there's nothing that's trivial when it comes to, you know, your peace of mind or your psychological state. Mm-hmm. It, there's nothing trivial about it no, at all. Not at all. Very cool. Yeah. And that's from a doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody, Dr. Quay Corte, <laughs> he is telling you that's your that's his uh, advice to you. So very good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, Quay, this has been great. Um, so I just want to go ahead and uh, pretty much ask: Do you have any last words? Anything? Any? I guess one last powerful statement you can leave with our listeners. Uh, I I would say have um, uh, I I had a professor who always said. Um, have the confidence of your convictions in other words <laughs> if you if you feel that this is something that you want then have confidence in it as something that you want mm-hmm. and um you know don't 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 stray for it don't don't stray from it mm-hmm. um this this is what you want to do and you don't want to look back you know years and years later when you're i don't know 92 or something and say <laughs> and say you know what i wish i'd done that damn surgery <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly i always say that to people it's like regret is the worst you know thing ever yeah it really yeah. is it, it it it's because especially regret over something that you you can no longer change exactly Exactly. Yeah. Cause time is only moving forward. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I remember actually my, my, my aunt asked me this after I had like maybe a year after I had the surgery and I was back to lifting weights and getting back in mm-hmm. shape and, you know, running and whatnot. And she asked me, you know, did you think that that, you know, year long process out of your early twenties was worth it? And I said, absolutely. I said, I'd do it again. And I'd do it earlier if it was, you know, <laughs> available earlier. I said, I'd do it sooner. Yes. You know, I'd say, exactly. absolutely. And that's why I'm so passionate about this because of the fact that I know how much it can change your life because mm-hmm. it, it, here's the thing, guys, this surgery, gaining height and, um, or if or fixing an imbalance, if that's your case or whatever yeah. it is, it, it's, it's an itch. And if, like I said, I, I've said this in past, past podcasts that if you wake up every day 
for a long time. I'm talking months or even mm -hmm. years thinking about, I want to be taller. I need to be taller. I don't know why I feel so short. And this is just plaguing your mind. It's not healthy. It's not it's healthy. Not healthy. It's not healthy. not healthy. It's a poor outlook and it's, it's yeah. going to affect other areas of your life. Okay. Yeah. Just it, subconsciously, it might even be like, you may smile and be happy around people for a short time, but then you're going to go back to your cocoon when you're all alone and you're going to feel that downtrodden feeling that, Hey, there's a solution out there that can get rid of this. And, mm -hmm. you know, whether uh, there's been a lot of back and forth of whether or not height dysphoria is a real thing or not. And I don't want to get into that too much, but what I do want to say is that, if this physical solution can solve that mental pain and you have, I don't know, resources where you can get the financial, you know, um, resources to help you out with mm -hmm. this, or you can get the moral support or you can get, you can tolerate the pain to get this done. I'm not, I'm not one who's going to say, go, you know, you have to get the surgery done, but I will say that if you are in that type of pain, that this surgery is probably the great solution for you. You could be a good candidate to look further mm -hmm. into it. You know, and do you agree yeah. with that quick? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would echo those, um, those sentiments entirely. Um, it's like, it's like taking um, control of of your own of your own life, really, mm -hmm. um, and doing what you you think you think needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was going to do it just because as soon as I saw it, <laughs> that little voice in my mind said, Oh yeah, this, I'm going to do this. And there was never even any doubt. So wow. if you get, if you get that too, then, you know, you've got to do it. You know, um, it's like, um, I don't know if you've ever gone shopping and seen something in really cool in, you know, in the shop window and you're thinking, Damn, I'd love to get that. Nah, nah, nah. You don't need that. Right, right. When you get home, this thing will bug the hell out <laughs> of you. And you will keep thinking about it. So, you know, it'll drive you crazy until so the next day you go back to get it. And you know what? It's gone. That is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you feel that if you're going to have buyer's remorse, as they call it, then this may not yes, be for you. Buyer's remorse. But yeah, if absolutely. you feel that as if like you might, the, the fear, the, it's called FOMO, fear of missing out. And this mm -hmm. might be for you. Yep. Yeah. So that's a great, Absolutely. that's a great way to end it. I love that quite. Hey man, this has been a great, great podcast. Thank you so much for Thanks, uh, spending your time with us. It was so, fun. Um, so Quay, I did want to touch base. So you, you're writing all these books and uh, mm -hmm. they're crime fiction and yeah. believe it or not, guys, if you get the surgery done, I think that's a great way to, you know, pass the time. So, uh, <laughs> so Quay, we're gonna go ahead and plug his. I'll even, from... I'll even send you some of my novels for you. Whoa! To while you're... Look at that! Oh my gosh, guys, look at that! So, Doctor yeah. Quay Corte, he's gonna send you some novels to read, and you can tag yeah. him all over social media. So, Quay, give me, um, give me a link, or where, where can people find you online? Uh, well, it, it's quaycorte.com is my my website. Uh, okay. The Quay is is k-w-e-i and corte is q-u-a-r-t-e-y like quarter but a y on the end quaycorte.com mm -hmm. okay and on instagram it, it's kind of a long <laughs> long handle but it's crime fiction with quay corte gotcha so very um, cool you can follow me either place or both very cool and i'll be sure to post those in the show notes well everybody that is episode number four of the leg lengthening podcast i want to thank quay for uh, joining us today. And uh, again, I'm going to have his links where you can catch his latest crime fiction novels um, in this show description. So be sure to check those out. But thank you so much for joining us for the Leg Lengthening Podcast. And until next time, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life signing out. <laughs>